This is a CNIB Foundation podcast. You're listening to Blind Wide Open with host Christine Malik. My partner and I are both blind and we live together in an apartment. Sometimes, when this comes up in conversation with a stranger, I get the awkward silence in which I hear them asking the innumerable questions, all of which start with, but how do you... Whether we actually have the conversation or not, the answer to their questions is almost always technology. I think that, as a group, blind and visually impaired people are more technologically literate because we benefit so much by having these skills. Recently, I spoke with Kim Kilpatrick, Program Coordinator for Get Together with Technology, a national member-led group that brings together blind and partially sighted people to share what we know about technology and help one another learn. Tell me what GTT is. So GTT stands for Get Together with Technology, and what it is, is it is blind people assisting other blind people with technology. And what were the conditions that led to someone deciding that it was a good idea for this group to start? So that was me. (laughs) Uh, I was frustrated with a few things. One was I was frustrated with not knowing what tech to get. And so, for example, especially with access technologies, more expensive. And I could only afford or be eligible for one thing through ADP, or if I was going to use my own money, could only afford one piece of tech in a certain um, a certain list of things. So one braille display or one, uh, say, one talking book machine. And I wanted to make the best choice, but I would mostly see those things at a, say, a tech fair or something where of course, they're going to say theirs is the best. Also, you only get a couple of minutes hands-on with a, with a device or system. So I thought there must be a better way. We must be able to get together as a blind community and t- and critique things with each other and explain things. Also, with the rise of technology out of the box, like the iPhone and smartphone technology, realize that most sighted people they know how to turn it on, but they don't know the ins and outs of it. And you can read all the books, but it's good to sit together in a room and do the tips and tricks of how do I do this? How do I do that? What are the best apps for this? And what are the best things? So I think those were the two things that drove me to start the program because I was myself, as a, someone who's totally blind, I was myself frustrated with that part. So tell me in a practical way how the group operates. I wanted blind low vision people to lead the groups and to and to be responsible for them and you know to pick the topics and to find help find the people to present the topics and do the topics that are relevant to them. It's quite different actually. Each each group I think is um is different in the way they work. But it's it's group driven. And so you're describing physical groups that meet together in physical places, but there's also virtual ways of connecting, right? Oh, yes. We have a national GTT teleconference call, which is on the second Wednesday of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern. 
Um, we have a GTT support email list. People were asking me that for this for years. There's Twitter and Facebook. There's also a Northern Ontario and Rural uh, GTT uh, teleconference on the third Thursday of every month. So if you live kind of out in uh, somewhere where you're not near a big group, uh, you could call into that one. There's also a GTT Atlantic call, which is just starting up, but that's going to be, I think, the fourth Wednesday of every month as well. Is it possible to give sort of a rundown of some of the topics that come up on the GTT email list, just as a sort of random sampling of what goes on there day to day? A lot of times there's talk about uh, smartphones, so which phones to get, but also how to use them, how to get around, you know, in the settings. There's also a lot of talk often about talking books players and services. Sila did a presentation where they were on our list for 24 hours and we could ask them any questions, you know, people had about that, their service and about what was coming up with them. So that was interesting one. Um, a lot of, if anything comes up in the news, so when this thing came up about the emergency calls now being on our smartphones, the emergency alerts kind of system, we were sort of talking about that, how accessible would it be, those kind of things. A lot about Windows 10 and using screen readers or using Zoom text, but even some things about around the house, like we were talking about glucometers, talking glucometers, what are those, what, you know, what ones are accessible, about the medication, um, talk some of the other systems to make medication talking scales talking thermostats you know uh, what do people use for the how around the house so it really varies anyone can ask a question and and often by the time I'm one of the moderators I'm the list owner one of the moderators and often by the time I get on there to answer someone has answered it so you never know what question is going to come up. Oh, smart glasses. Lately, we've been talking about ERA and Be My Eyes and what are the differences and how can you, you know, how can people use since that's coming to Canada? What can you say about the range of knowledge that people come with to the meetings? Well, I think people shouldn't be afraid if they don't have much knowledge because hopefully the meetings are where people can ask their questions and get support from each other. So. Um, and I've found that to be the case, the ones that I've either chaired or been with, that people are really helpful. And and I find it's a big range. Uh, and I also find it's a big range. Some people very new to blindness or low vision. So they've maybe never been in a room full of people who are blind before. And And then, you know, some younger people, students, and all the way up to uh, you know, working age adults and then seniors, and it's it's a real range of people. I find actually, I um, it's amazing to see all that. For some reason, which I don't totally know, I've often found there's more people who are totally blind than people with low vision. I don't know if people with low vision are more hesitant at first to come into groups of blind people and this is why we don't see them as much and I'd like to try to find some way to to help with that because I think it would be good for them to you know to help us but also to 
give tips and to get tips about vision loss as they're going through the journey. But somehow it seems like they don't come until they're either very low vision or a lot more no vision. Have you seen any cases where being part of GTT has really changed things for someone or really opened things up for them? I know that um, there was a, a high school student who came right at the beginning and at first, you know, very quiet. Which she just came because she liked tech and she came with her mom. And then she started to really open up and talk more and give presentations, you know, tell people how to do something with their iPhone. And and she became um, my summer student eventually as a university student. And she wants to teach uh, people who are blind, wants to teach, you know, kids who are blind either an itinerant teacher or she wants to teach tech to blind people really and she's very good at it and she said she learned so much not just not just those the we learned more from her about the tech skills but i think what she learned from us was how to be an independent blind adult you know and i think that peer mentoring is so crucial because a sighted person can tell you Oh, sure, you know, Kim, you can go out with a cane. That's no problem. But if you see a blind person doing it, you feel more confident to ask them and to to know that you can. So I think that was one of the stories. But I, I see stories every day of people helping each other. That must make you feel so good because it's your own project that you started from nothing and you can just sort of sit back each day and watch the stuff that's going on with it. I, You know what makes me feel good is that generosity and the support and the fact that I learn too every day, it makes me feel really good. And it's it's interesting because I'm not a techie, geeky person. I'm a, I'm a people person. So originally I thought, why am I doing a technology program not that I don't love technology but I'm I started as a music therapist so I'm, I'm a people person but it is a people oriented tech program it's not a you know it's it's meeting people where they are and trying to help them use tech to enhance their life whatever part of their life that is so if it's making a cup of tea or if it's using a computer if it's um just writing, texting your kids or, uh, you know, getting into higher level things. So to me, that's the part I really like is interacting with all the people and trying to help them to, you know, to, to lead a more richful life, I guess. Is there any branch or particular piece of technology that is especially exciting for you right now? Low-cost Braille, I think, will be very exciting for me. I'd like to see the Canute, the multi-line Braille display because I've been a Braille user since I was six, and I'm very passionate about Braille. I love it, and I I would love to see more people using it because it's so much literacy. Um, I'm interested about how the artificial intelligence part will go to... Um, so more recognition and smart glasses and things that will help you navigate the world a little more easily. But I also want to really stress, there's no substitute for very basic good skills, independent living skills, orientation, mobility skills, um, just basic knowledge of keyboarding, of braille, of 
you need to know all of those things and the tech just sort of helps you helps you along the way. That's a great perspective to keep in mind. We talk about tech as the savior, but without the basic skills, you're you're nowhere. No, you you need it and I love tech, but I also love my guide dog and I I love you know the the low tech things that I use to function all the time, braille labels and making, um, you know, audio memos of things or just labeling with locator dots. Can you give some rundown for listeners who might want to connect with GTT about the best ways to do that, to find out what's going on in their area or nationally? Yeah, so you can email me at gttprogram at gmail. Dot com. The GTT email support list is at GTT support plus sign subscribe at groups.io. Uh, the blog is at gttprogram.wordpress.com. Um, if you want to call me, call me there. The toll free is 877 and you can just ask for me. You've been listening to Blind Wide Open with host Christine Malik. This was a CNIB Foundation podcast.